0: Well, hello and welcome to Wrestling and Whatever It Is, I, J. Glow, with the infamous M. Fucking Dangerously. I feel like that's good luck for today. How's it going, man? Right, Hi, how going? are you? Yeah, what's going on with you? <laughs> you know, I'm doing okay that's good
1: uh how are things how are you
0: <laughs> i'm doing great i i'm not gonna lie man i am fucking wiped i did so much shit today i'm like two hours of sleep i cut the grass trimmed my bush <laughs> uh got a new grill that was pretty uh we uh grilled lemmy a nice little steak Oh. uh Made me and Rachel some uh, Beyond Burgers and oh, tofu dogs good. and corn.
1: That's so weird that a couple of vegans would get a grill. What are they gonna
0: grill? We grilled cauliflower, motherfucker. Wow, sounds delicious. No, nah, but um, yeah, it was pretty pretty good day. That's Had cool. a couple, two, three Steve Wisers.
1: What? Uh,
0: yeah, but uh, now we're just lounging and ready to do this podcast. It's been a while.
1: It has.
0: So, how are you doing? How was your day, sir? No, I
1: can't complain either. I had a pretty productive day. Besides the fact that I was still able to work today, so I got my eight hours in, and then uh, did a little bit of them. That uh, them, they're nerding. They call pathfinders, mm. which you would be intrigued. We were, um, we were actually playing last Monday, and we actually had a tournament that was like a we did like a wrestle a wrestling like King of the Ring type tournament deal. Uh-huh. And I found the brackets of how to do it and our um our DM, our our dungeon master, our, our game master actually set up like certain hit points for the for the other competitors. Like there was about I want to say there was twenty six competitors and he got everybody set up with their proper like hit dies and stuff like that. And it was like oh it was like it was like a D version of like wrestling it was really cool it was it was really cool how we managed to get that all working we had like different funny names for all the different competitors and then there was two there was a bunch of npcs and then there was me and another uh another nice. character and uh we did like a nice little like it was like a king of the ring it was pretty cool
0: that sounds like this one game that my old uh my old buddy i used to work at uh that shithole navient with he uh it was called blood bowl and it kind of sounds kind of familiar to something like that like a king of the ring type of tournament yeah so that does sound pretty cool um very cool um yeah man i mean it's it's uh it's been a little while since we sat down talk wrestling or whatever we've been having back-to-back interviews with these guys and I'm not sure if you caught them you or were not. I'm pretty killed. positive you You're guys.
1: killing it, man. I'm happy that you were doing the interviews with these I guys. wish
0: you were with me. And I'm,
1: because... and I'm encouraging all of our listeners right now, if they haven't caught them, to go back and start with the preface. Start with the original one that we had. Uh, uh, Josie there. And, and then, you know, we can go up from there. They, then, then who did you end up going into again, just to, to fill yeah. audience members here?
0: Well, it started off, with me and you with Duke the Dumpster Drosy in the episode called Talking Trash. Um, after that we had our interview with uh, Snitsky. Uh that one was called uh It's not our fault. He seemed like a hell of a uh, guy. He oh, seemed like dude, a guy you could just so talk awesome. with. He just actually he was just on WNEP that he shared on Facebook that he had a uh, somebody like interview him from WNEP wow. about his Store at the, uh, I think it's called Priority One Surplus. Yeah, WNP. that's where he's at right now.
1: WNEP is our local uh, uh, news station, like you know your affiliate uh, ABC, right. Cool.
0: Um, and then after that, I had a very, very awesome. It was probably, I've had fun with every interview that I've had so far, mm-hmm. especially the one with me, you, and Duke. Mm-hmm. Um, but. The one with Thrasher, he's just my God. He just he seemed like I was talking to my uncle. That's funny. Uh, my uncle, who's had a couple beers in him, but he, I mean, he was sober as you know, as you know, as all hell. But man, what, what an awesome, down to earth guy too. He's working right now as a GM at Papa John's. And, Very cool. And he's just talking about stories, and that, that's that's generally the whole purpose of these interviews that we have. Yeah. We don't have them to have people say oh yeah I really hate this this son of a bitch that said you know this to me in the locker room like yeah if you want to say that that's cool we want to hear stories like the the table for threes I love those so much and I'm trying to integrate make it our own on these episodes with that but us just I just want to hear stories I want to hear great not crazy stories I just want to hear good Story so that you know we're sitting down here with our beers or our pina coladas or whatever we're drinking and we're just listening and having a good time and just I love when they tell me the stories because I'm sitting here and I'm envisioning it and I'm going by step by step like when Duke was telling us about the Luna Vashan story mm-hmm. I was visualizing that while me and you were sitting here yeah. the whole entire time like Luna Vashan, this like absolutely ripped woman beating the hell out of this guy like i'm i'm in my mind laughing my ass off because i'm like my god he's probably has no idea how strong this woman is yeah but like those just those different stories that we had i was just having such a blast doing these interviews and right now i'm we're lined up to have a couple more guys on here but right now we gotta see when it comes to just not only their schedule but our schedule as well so um i'm we're eventually gonna get some more but Right now, I'd like to focus more on, you know, a little bit of me and you.
1: Before we get to that, I guess uh, we could also tell the people where they can reach us if they want, if they have a Facebook or if they have a Twitter. How about you give them that information?
0: Yeah, I mean, you could start off first with yours.
1: Well, basically, I was going to say our Facebook page just got started, didn't it? And how how many followers do we have on Facebook? We have quite a few already, right?
0: Yeah, we're we're up to we just started this maybe about a week or oh. so ago and we're already up to twenty five thousand people. No, oh, I'm kidding. God. We're up to a hundred and fifty, but I mean that's in a matter of you know a week. A, a, yeah. a week a or week. so. I yeah. mean that's not bad. So and and just feel free. I mean, you, you don't have to you know, a lot of people they don't like going on these groups because they have to answer a bunch of stupid questions nope. like what is the circumference of this? Like, no, we're not going to ask you that. Just hit join and then, you know, get ready to see some funny wrestling stuff. Funny, really anything, anything could be shared in this post. I mean, we like to keep it wrestling related, but if it's going to give us all a laugh, that's what we're all about. We're all about having a good time and, you know, enjoying ourselves and, you know, anything that you want to put on there, you can just, you know, you don't have to keep it PG. But, I mean, we're not there to offend anybody. We're not there to, like, start to, you know, start shit with people. No. We're just there to talk about wrestling. Like, a lot of the did-you-knows, I mean, God, I bet you a bunch of people love listening to that. I love reading that type of stuff. So, Um, and mostly, I mean, the Dark Side of the Ring's been shared heavily on that page as well. So, and I know you personally have been sharing a lot of stuff that I've been really um, intrigued with, so. Um, it's been really cool. So, yeah, if you guys want, you could go right on the Facebook, go to the groups and type in wrestling and whatever. We're on there. All you have to do is click join. That's all you got to do. You don't have to do anything else. And I'll repeat that. It's on Facebook, which we all know everyone has one. Even Grandpa Earl's got one. And all you have to do is go to groups or you can even go to the search engine and type in wrestling and whatever the name of our podcast get signed up there you don't even have to get signed up i have to just hit join group and then you know get ready to have a good time and look at some you know funny shit
1: and we'll definitely put post updates of like how our shows are going to be upcoming guests uh, ideas for the the podcast if you guys have any ideas we might put a poll up and say what would you like for the next episode and we'll we'll definitely look at that stuff so it's just a way to get closer to the fans our fans wow (laughs) and uh you know just to to kind of get a general idea what everybody wants to hear And then over on Twitter, we have, it's Wrestling A-W-E, right?
0: Yeah, it's uh, Wrestling and W-E.
1: And uh, that's the other place that we usually get, we usually put up all our information. And and if you have any questions, you could always put them in there. And we always ask that you use, if you have anything wrestling and whatever related, you use the hashtag W&W. And if we see that hashtag being used and you have questions for any of us, we'll, we'll try to reach out and answer them for you. But generally the same thing like our Facebook page. It's just to have a good time, put in did you knows, uh, usually kind of retweet interesting things that wrestlers are doing. Interesting events that are happening, happening in wrestling and interesting events that are kind of also whatever related as well. I know we don't really dive too much into the whatever section, but sometimes we do and it's fun. That's why
0: we leave it open ended like that. Exactly. So it's resting and whatever comes to mind, whatever we talk about. So Exactly. Um so I mean, I know really we came into this show because we haven't talked in a little while. We've been busy um, you know, with certain things. And uh I personally I think I already asked you how you're doing, but I mean, today, I mean what I want to ask you is I mean there's so much to talk about. What would you want to talk about first? Because I, for one, love to talk about the AEW pay-per-view, but it's really funny because I feel like we really have a hard-on for AEW because most of our episodes have really been about that besides our one WrestleMania episode. Yeah, I'm just surprised um, by that
1: too. Considering, Considering kind of, we would be a little bit more heavy-handed with WWE, but I feel like you're right. I think we've been doing a lot of, stuff with aew it, we could definitely get into that pay-per-view and i would be all down for that but if you have the wwe network there's also a really cool uh documentary that even my girl's watching with me and that's the one that's on the undertaker
0: i'm happy you brought that up and
1: boy, just watched it <laughs> are those interesting freaking stories that are happening and they're not they're not they're not short sure of undertaker saying that, Hey, yeah, I had a shitty match, you know, it's just awesome to see that side of the undertaker. And, um, I don't know. You want to talk a little bit about that,
0: Mike, I am down or M I'll call you M. Yeah. M fell off the, uh, remember <laughs> when you fell off the, uh, um, oh, yeah, let's talk about anything and everything. I've just got done watching chapter three. We could start off with, you know, the very first chapter or the second chapter and the third chapter. Um, we could talk about you know pretty much everything tonight Um, it really depends on how how far we want to dive into this but my god what that's these documentaries that they have going on right now between that dark side of the ring and just random stuff that pops up like where are they now and did you know and all this stuff it's just it absolutely, it's like an early birthday present because every time I'm looking for stuff to watch, this stuff pops up and I get sucked right into it. And I love every second of it.
1: It's and interesting because it seems like now's probably the best time to be a wrestling fan because now all that stuff's come out. Now, I know Dark yep. Side of the Ring isn't WWE uh, produced. If anything, it's probably a nice little blemish on WWE uh they they've been doing a pretty good uh take on 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 that side with the hard story and and all that stuff that was that was hard hitting but with the wwe and their network and them doing that the undertaker man that story is just insane just to to think that the undertaker was this close to retiring having his retiring match or him at least saying that he was going to have his retiring match or have his last match and then here he is he's still doing matches now i have had that question to you before if the streak mattered or not to the undertaker at wrestlemania i think if he's going to show up and do his matches and they're going to be better now i think you know more power to him but i think that you see a lot just in the general thing i guess throughout this whole documentary is when do you think Undertaker is going to call it quits? When do you think Undertaker is going to retire? He just doesn't seem like he has it in him to stop.
0: After every uh, episode, if you will, that I've seen of that, I it's crazy to think that he is going to stop because every time that he could have, it, it, like they said in the in the documentary, it's a catch twenty two. Yeah, because you'll have your match and you'll absolutely crush it, and you're like, my god, that was great. I could probably do that again. Let's go one more time. And then he has a match. And then, for example, the Superstar Showdown where it was DX versus. Man, uh, I
1: can't believe they showed that.
0: Yikes. (laughs) It was just like, I remember watching that too. And I'll never forget seeing HBK up the top of the turnbuckle and him just shrugging his shoulders like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. And he does that backflip and then he kicks Kane right in the head. I totally forgot about him kicking Kane in the head and his mask coming off.
1: And
0: when I saw that, I was like, "Okay, yeah, I remember this now." And I 100% totally forgot again that Triple H tore his bite or tore his uh, his pectoral muscle yeah. during that match. And the pictures after that, I looked up again. My God, his whole tit was just Oof. whack Oof. because the the muscle was ripped right off yeah. the bone. So it's like that match was just, it was horrible. And you knew from watching the documentary and just watching episode one and episode two to this one, yeah, the, the big man's not going to go away on that one. And which makes me come to my next question for you. So the Undertaker versus AJ Styles just happened at WrestleMania. And it's arguably next to the Firefly Funhouse, probably one of the biggest. Uh, talked about matches that has happened do you think because of how successful that was and how little undertaker really had to do because it was all cinematic do you think he you know wraps it up on that one and you know puts it away or do you think he comes back for another one?
1: what do you mean by for what little he had to do
0: well he really didn't have to do much like cardio in that all he had to do he was doing a bunch of punching here and there yeah aj threw him around here and there you know in there but it was all cutscenes. it was all recorded so they could have done that for days and took breaks here and there and done it it wasn't a full 30 25 30 minute match where he had to put on like this showcase but it was all recorded it was cinematic and he i mean i don't know how much he did because i wasn't there but, I mean, I'd imagine that was very lax compared to his matches in the ring. Do you think that he wraps it up after that match?
1: I think if they're going to bring back Undertaker, I don't think he's going to wrap it up. There's there's their answer. But I think if they're going to bring back Undertaker, they're going to do these type types of specialty matches. And I think they should be done sporadically. So, I think maybe they could do it at a WrestleMania for sure. Maybe they do it at a SummerSlam. Maybe they do it at the original... A uh, Royal Rumble, you know those type of those type of big matches, those type of big pay per views. Were, but then I also think they need to do those types of matches. Then, when things go back to normal and they start having more crowds or crowds in their arena, maybe they do a pre taped showing of it before. And by that I mean, they show Undertaker's matches if they're going to have these cinematic matches. Everybody's in the arena already. That would be the first match they show on the TitanTron while people are sitting down and getting ready and watching the show. That doesn't get shown on the pay-per-view per se, but but like a pre-show type thing. But it all be done, nothing be because you know what's going to happen. You have the crowd there and they're watching a 20, 30 minute type of match like that, they're going to get bored because it's not happening in front of them. Right. So you just you just kind of you get it done beforehand, obviously. But then like the showing of it could be different. So maybe they, they show it they show it before the big show starts while people are coming in. Uh, that that kind of writes Undertaker off though. I don't know. It really does. Yeah, maybe that's not a good idea. But I don't know. I, I think they should do that. And I think the, the I think they should pardon my language, fuck the audience and just not just just pipe out the sound. So it's not there. And you know, you, if you're at home at least and you're watching it, great. If the people start acting up at the arena, screw them. They can say whatever the hell they want. You know, I, I'm not big into people. So I think not having the audience there has been kind of helping the product in a way. Cause like I've said before, and on so many measures, they seem that they'll, they'll um, hijack the show and they'll hijack the product. And yeah, I know when more crowds come in. It's going to be great again. But then it's also going to suck because you're going to do mob mentality. Well, they said that sucks on TV. Well, then, yeah, it sucks. Rather than you being home and kind of it's just you watching the show. And I don't know. I feel like you're getting a different experience. I feel like it's better. But that's just me. I don't really care for much for people. So that's just my.
0: So this quarantine has been good for you then. God, I love it. <laughs> No, I, I agree with you. I think the the audience 100% ruins the show, as they always do, Um, even when you're at the shows.
1: Yeah, you were at people. a WrestleMania. I mean, tell us about that. Give us a little bit. Don't give us too long of a, a snippet. Was there something that was happening to you there, Um, whether it be, be where you're seating or just the crowd idiots, you know? uh. That just kind of well, kind of turned you off for a little bit, and then you know you got back into the show, but you're just like, God, this is so stupid. If I was home watching this, at least I
0: wouldn't be around. I'll make it. I'll make it very quick. WrestleMania was a great experience. Of course, it'd be the WrestleMania that The Undertaker was at, and he was in the worst shape of his life against Roman Reigns. <laughs> but um, the show wasn't bad. Uh, it was a great first experience. Uh, the best part of the night for me was the rumbling in the audience. And I thought we were being attacked when the Hardy Boys came back and they were in that ladder match. That was absolutely fantastic. I'll never, ever forget that experience of my seat and my the ground underneath me shaking because everyone was screaming off the top of their lungs. I thought that was amazing. Um, but the, the crowd wasn't bad. The only thing that was really dumb, and I don't know... I mean, I'm guessing because social media is so big and people will try to do anything to get on social media for that matter. There's these guys that dress up like Bret Hart, Stone Cold, Kane, Undertaker from like the 90s. And they'll uh, have matches in the crowd and everyone's eating it up and laughing. And I'm just like, okay, this is this was like maybe okay for like two seconds. Now it's like dumb because everyone's just like focusing on it. It's really dumb. That's hijacking the show right there. Yeah. Now, granted, it wasn't when anything was going on, but still, it was like, it were, I'm there to soak in everything, and I hear people next to me screaming like, oh, do you see what those guys are doing down there? Oh, look at them. Oh, it's Bret Hart, but he's like 80 pounds, <laughs> and he's a virgin. <laughs> um, but like, I, I'm just sitting there like, okay, yeah, look, I was like, huh, that's 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 funny, I guess. And then, I sit there and drink my twenty dollars beer, no. and then after you know I'm waiting for the show to start. The whole show, knock on wood, I not not knock on wood because it's already done. Thankfully, no one was that much of an asshole until the Undertaker Roman Reigns match. At that point, we had this these just group of idiots in front of us just screaming the whole entire time that Undertaker sucks. Undertaker oh. sucks like. I get it. You paid your ticket. You got, the, you could say whatever you want, but I also paid my ticket and I want to watch this. Cause this is the first time I've ever seen the undertaker at a WrestleMania. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm trying to soak this all in so I can remember it. And of course, what do I remember? These stupid idiots in front of me, just screaming the whole entire time. And then once he lost to Roman Reigns, spoiler alert, um, Everyone's just like, I told you, I told you, I told you, while they're picking up their pants because it's below their knees. And, you know, just low IQ. And that's, that's the, I should have expected that because the majority of the fans nowadays out there, their, their, their IQs are very low. And they're, they're not really intelligent and they'll say whatever and it doesn't really matter to them. I mean, I'm there because I've been a fan my whole life. And I'm trying to. I've always wanted to go to WrestleMania, and this was the perfect time to go. So I went, and it was a great experience. And you know, that was really about it, though. I mean, there was no really big audience members being idiots, besides during that match.
1: That's interesting. I mean, that's an interesting take. I don't think you've ever told me that story, so that's that's interesting. Um, I thought you were going to go. I thought you were going to say something either about the lighting or about oh the, my god <laughs> the deco- the decoration. I heard. Uh, I don't know if the decoration was hitting you that time, that with that WrestleMania but there was every a WrestleMania, WrestleMania before or something that had the the palm trees in the way or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know what else there was that I thought
0: you were going to I I will yeah I'm happy you brought that up. So it's been really to be honest with you every show I've been to lately um any wrestling show that I've been to um since that WrestleMania there was this light that was just Blaring and it was on all corners because if you remember that WrestleMania in Orlando, there was a big ring up the top, right? And going down that whole point, there are blue lights that are just absolutely bright as hell. They just
1: shoot them right. off into the crowd. They don't. They don't have any direction. Yeah, it just looks really nice on TV. But yeah, if you're in the yeah. audience and you paid, oh, it was horrible. Whatever you paid, don't tell. Don't tell the listening audience at home what you paid. But you're paying money to go to WrestleMania. Let's just leave it yeah. at that and exactly uh, it's just ridiculous that they they don't that's the company then not
0: really like thinking about that they're just like oh just shooting the lights up and they were doing that just to show off the crowd and to show how many people are there because it was at night at that time yeah it was from aj versus shane match and on and probably up until undertaker's match that light was just blaring where i had to like put my hand above my eyes just to like get it out it's nuts but i was still able to see i mean i wish i wore my hat that i think i did wear a hat that day but it wasn't Could yeah it the was guy that right. wore
1: his sunglasses at night
0: right but uh yeah it was that that was probably the the worst there was the lighting but other than that like i said i was soaking it in and just looking around and just enjoying just the ambiance of everything because I always wanted to go yeah and I glad i went and
1: and again going back to the undertaker thing you actually witnessed probably one of the worst undertaker matches that was discussed on this uh documentary and man just getting back to that documentary it's just crazy what the undertaker went through um it's funny to see their him at home with michelle McCool and his kids it's just it's just a different I don't know, just a different view on how The Undertaker is. I just think that's so cool. I think nobody was ever, nobody thought they were ever going to see it. And now you see it. And it's like, that's cool that they did it for five part. Right. That's, that's good. I mean, that's, that's about enough. I mean, if he wants to do it again, I mean, I guess, but they shouldn't, they shouldn't, I don't know, cash in on this too much. This is special, yeah. you know? Exactly. Leave, leave the dead man alone after this and, and, you know, let him be mysterious again. You know, it's just, yeah. uh,
0: It's like this documentary is showing that the dead man is human. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really, it's a big spoiler because like we, we as fans for so many years have noticed him as a guy who has been the dead man, uh, the badass, and just never broke character. Even in the ring, they've tried so many times to break character with him and he never did. And then now it's like coming down to the end of his days on, you know, in the ring and, you know, maybe on the product for what we know, and they're just, like you said, cashing in and really showing who Mark Calloway is and not who The Undertaker is. What Um,
1: was the first match of The Undertakers, whether it be at a WrestleMania? I would stick to to WrestleMania, though, where you kind of started to see the cracks on him, though. Nothing against the performer. He's been wrestling for probably as long as we've been alive, maybe a little bit longer, plus a couple of years, actually. Um, but, like, has there been a time on a WrestleMania where you watched it and after the match is over, you're like, boy, he's not doing good. Like, oh boy. You know, I mean, for me personally, I think it was the first or second Shawn Michaels match. Whatever one was the one where he had to be carried out or he just couldn't go anymore. Was that a Shawn Michaels one?
0: I that might have been the second Shawn Michaels one. The first Shawn Michaels one was absolutely fantastic. Right.
1: And that's it, the yeah. performance was great. But it just seemed like he was and he he said even on his documentary, he said those the four matches he had, the two with Hunter and the two with Shawn Michaels were like the best ones he's had. But I don't know if from a performance aspect, when he's spent, he's put everything in the ring, and then now you're not seeing the Undertaker the undertaker anymore now he's like but now he's just again no offense to him now he's just an older human being and you're seeing the wear and tear on him after that they can kick my ass if he sees me in person today yeah he's gonna kick my ass of course i mean you know if he's gonna be mysterious he's gonna have that mystique with him he should be able to unless that was him saying like he left everything in the ring i don't know what the story might the story behind it was, but it just seemed like he was tired after that, you know? And, and right, that's... he's
0: also pushing. I think he's what 54, 55 now. I think so now. Yeah. I mean, back then he was like 46, yeah. 47. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But so... I, I personally would say, I don't, I have to disagree with you. I don't think he looked bad during those matches. I think that was just him. Showing they left it all in the ring because if you look at the documentary afterwards, he's standing in the back waiting for, uh, you know, Triple H and waiting for HBK, waiting there to give him a hug. And then they walk away, laugh, blah, blah, blah. I think that was just him showing it. But the WrestleMania, I think, where he really started to show like, OK, this guy probably doesn't have it anymore. And they didn't really show it in the documentary, but it was when he wrestled against CM Punk that's when I really started to see him get slower in the ring and get, you know, more so like he didn't 100% have it. And then, then following up then WrestleMania with Brock in new Orleans. I mean, that's, you know, when he got knocked out and he couldn't remember any of it. I mean, that's where really it's just like, okay, undertakers. I didn't think that Brock was going to beat him. Spoiler alert again. Um, but, I mean, I think it was that CM Punk match was the last one I remember watching and just being like, wow, he's damn, he's old. But not in a bad way. Yeah. Like, you know, fa- Jim Ross said it so great. I was laughing my ass off. He's like, Father Tom doesn't do work.
1: <laughs> jobs. jobs. He doesn't
0: do jobs. He just, he, you know, he does what he does. <laughs> it's so great. Um, but he's not wrong, though. It's yeah. like Father of Time's catching up to Taker, and it's it, it shows. Yeah. But man, was he looking good though in that match against uh, Bray and then, you know, the following couple of matches. But yeah, I mean that CrossFit place really got him ready to go.
1: Is there anything else you want to talk about with those uh documentaries? I mean we could we could pick it up hopefully with the last we still have uh I believe there's gonna be two more. The time we're recording this, I think three have gone past. Yeah. So I think there's two more and then if we do another show maybe we can touch back with it and and do a little update on the last two. But uh man, I mean just like I said all those all those freaking documentaries that WWE's doing. Bravo. Are they telling their side of the story too? WWE maybe, but yeah, of course. I mean it's just it is what it is. It's just how we're going to be able to consume media. And then I would like to tell all the little dangerites out there that's the people that like Mikey dangerously over uh, Glow, which there's probably not any. Um, just do your research with anything, not only with wrestling, but with anything. Get get consume the media, and if you're questionable about it, perfect. Go and do research and see, like, you know, come back and see. Oh, was that really ha- what happened with the WWE? You know, because you'll see that with anything they try to cover up with Chris Wall or you know anything like that. You just kind of want to do your due diligence, and that that actually I think that's a good lesson to give all the people listening is to just try to do your due diligence on anything really, whether it be wrestling media, uh, media, media, um, you know, consumer television, anything like that. Just, yeah, take it in. Be like, okay, I'll, I'll take that at half. And then if you're really questioning it, do some research and and see uh, if it holds up or not, you know? Right.
0: Well, there's a lot of people too, that will really believe anything that they're told. spoon fed. Yeah. I mean, it's enough said right there, whether it's, you know, pro wrestling like this or, you know, what what's told to you on ABC and all those other places. I mean, not to get into politics here, but I mean, it's a lot of people I 100 to agree with you. Do your research. Think for yourself. Yeah, exactly. a lot of people That's don't do that nowadays. Nice they break.
1: let the news tell them. I think that should be the title of this episode will be think for yourself all in caps.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Because we
1: talking boomer
0: here. Stab <laughs> flock.
1: I got I got some boomer holes in this house. Look it up on Urban Dictionary. You'll know what that is.
0: Can you tell us what it means? Because yep. I don't want to look it up for myself.
1: Bo- boomer holes in your house are uh, phone lines or holes from uh, cable box TV lines. Those type of things. That's what it is. So probably there's a lot of house that have boomer holes in them
0: when i hear urban dictionary all i think is sexual stuff well it doesn't have to be sexual too
1: it could it could be actually just uh placating to uh a... like
0: finger me in my boomer hole <laughs> no I, I do that with this house all the time <laughs> damn it bobby <laughs> so i guess we could we could put
1: a pin in that discussion and we can move on to the uh the main event that that's pay-per-view that just happened um I caught three matches. I'm so sorry. And um, you caught the pay per view. Um, I'll tell you right now. I caught the Brody Lee versus the John Moxley match. I caught the Gold Dust um, versus uh, what was his name? Uh, Tyler Bates.
0: Tyler Bates. No, it was uh, Sean Spears, Sean also Spears. known as the perfect 10 in yeah. WWE. Which
1: I'm, you know, from one pay per view to this one, and he's, he's, this is a joke match, right? Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. So they, hey, boy, what a give him a rub right there, right? They came in with Cody Rhodes on fire, and now he's getting his pants pulled down in the match against, you know, whatever Goldust is nowadays with his uh, transgender son or whatever that is. Um, <laughs> And then we had the Stampede match, which uh, you know that was fun. That was fun. That's when I caught too, and and that's 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 what it needs to be. It, it needs to be fun like that. You know, you don't have to take wrestling serious. And and boy, AEW shows that week in a week out that they don't have to take wrestling serious. So anyway, um, if you want to start the pay per view off, go for it, and I'll chime in where I can, and uh, I'd really really get into this.
0: Um. So from what i've caught because saturday was very busy for me so i tried getting as much as i could with what i had to do um so from what i understand the first match was the now we're not counting like the pre-show no ended, i was just for the pay-per-view nobody i believe the first match was it was the casino ladder match oh uh, um boy isn't that like a uh money in the bank match that yeah, it kind of sounds like what it is, but uh but hey, I mean, it's like copying your best friend's homework. I yeah. mean, Everybody's it's got not yours, way. but you're still gonna get an A on it. Yeah, there you so go. it turned out good or B, <laughs> um, or B. But or I, Dave uh, Meltzer, Dave Meltzer. How many stars? How many stars? Sixty nine stars. Oh my God, that's a like um, classic. But I uh, did you hear my chest move on that? No. Oh. <laughs> I caught uh I caught a little bit of that match though where Darby Allen was uh just jumping off ladders with a skateboard. Uh I like matches like that where it's different, and I'm all for different, but I mean, like I said, I was really busy on Saturday, so I probably caught as many matches as you did. Um, but I did catch a couple afterwards. But the the winner of that match was somebody who I've been watching for a while now in um, Lucha underground when that was the thing still. <laughs> and also when he was at impact and that is <laughs> Brian cage. Now I laugh because I remember this meme I just saw the other day and it said, mommy, can oh. I, can we get Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar? <laughs> and they said, no, honey, we have Brock Lesnar and uh, Paul Heyman at home. And then it said Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar at home. And then it showed Brian Cage and Taz. And I absolutely lost my mind as I was just dying. <laughs> that's
1: the <laughs> uh, that's the thing we will put up, actually. We'll put it up on our Facebook page, the meme, so you see it. That'll probably be just something we recently posted, if nobody already posted it on there, because – you got to get, you know, get on that Facebook page. Look at this meme. It's hilarious. It's like the, it's like the family taller equivalent of like when you go to a freaking when you get the wrestlers at family Dollar. Did you ever do this? Did you ever like, oh, or-
0: dude, I was poor. So of course <laughs> all my wrestlers were from dollar tree. We had like one eye Joe and instead of psycho sit, it was like <laughs> psych- psychotic, you know, Phil or something like that. Cautiously crazy. <laughs> Possibly nuts. Uh, like those off brand ones of course that's all I had and they broke like after you played with them twice so you think these uh, guys are going to break after you After no time? of course um, but yeah it, I just thought he's huge he's he's an absolutely fantastic wrestler in the ring he looks good he looks real good and I don't the, know what they're
1: doing with Taz if Taz wants to go off the, get off the commentary and do that too that's pretty cool I mean
0: I think he's he really
1: physical right
0: yeah yeah I think Taz could pull it off both um, commentary maybe here and there and managing, but I think right now they're probably going to shift him to doing this uh, manager role with Brian cage and uh spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the show, um, it, it Brian cage won that match. So I'm excited to see what him gonna and actually are going to do.
1: Yeah. That's a push.
0: That That's oh, a huge push. And he's just debuted on Saturday as well. So, um, he's no stranger to the ring though he's been in the ring for for years now so well uh... i mean
1: so they did this they did this same type of push similarly with Brody Lee though so right. they get, they get these guys in and then they they give them the world which is something i think the competitor should kind of take note on cuz they don't do that from t- time to time they'll bring these guys up like we've had the conversation with like ascension coming up and Drop the ball on Ascension in in the other company WWE. Uh, I was looking forward to Insanity coming up on SmackDown. Yeah, those guys are gone. Like I don't think anybody's there anymore.
0: Uh, well, the one guy I can't remember his name because I mean I just don't remember him uh i'm not sure if his name is alex or something but he was on sanity he was the guy with like the crazy hairdo Mm uh he's with imperium now and i think he actually got really injured so he's been out okay but uh ey eric young he's uh he's no longer there i think he just got let go Mm -hmm. um he's absolutely fantastic i wouldn't i wouldn't be shocked if i saw him in AEW. and see that's the thing that's where AEW i believe has the advantage opposed to WWE. Um WWE has all these absolutely top of the line wrestlers and uh, entertainment there. Um and AEW does, but they don't have that much. They still have a, a slew of guys in there that they can work off of which i honestly think right now that's the advantage that they have because yeah, you know, another spoiler alert <laughs> that's been the word of the the fucking podcast spoiler alert. Um, Brody Lee lost on Saturday and I think that's not a bad thing for him. Cause I think they're just going to continuously build off him and then let him make his way back up to wherever he needs to go. So, um, granted he did lose on Saturday. Uh, and Brian Cage is the next guy in line with the, you know, with the casino buy-in or whatever. Um, but I think that's going to turn out really well. Uh, they, they have a good amount of guys there, but not, you know, too many. And I think they're going to use that to their advantage. Hopefully, hopefully they do it this way. If they don't, I mean, then it's, you know, it's their bad. Um, but uh, WWE, I mean, that's, that's another thing too, um, with everything going on today, um, with no audience and, you know, people being furloughed it's right now is the time. And if we've stressed this in, you know, March when this was deep pandemic, uh, right now is the time to use your creativeness and do what you need to do to make people talk about your product. And I mean, we're no business analysts for wrestling or anything. We're just fans, but that's, did they, did they not just do that um, during WrestleMania with the Firefly Funhouse and the, uh, the Boneyard match? Like absolutely using everything you could during this pandemic and just I know a lot of guys, a lot of things I've been reading, a lot of blurbs from people that have just been saying, you know, this, this isn't wrestling. This is t. This is a movie. I, this isn't what I know. Like a lot of the guys I follow on Facebook that, you know, are old school wrestlers that were wrestlers for uh, WCW and WWF back in the day, posting, saying that this isn't wrestling, which they're right. It's not wrestling. It's entertainment. Uh, and that's really what they're they're bringing about right now, which to me i'm I'm one hundred percent with them, and it's not wrestling, but it is entertainment, and I'm for both sides. I'm for something that's gonna make me want to watch it. Granted, I'm gonna watch it anyway because that's how much of a fan I am, and as I could probably speak for you as well, right you're as big of a fan as I am, or going to watch it anyway, but like it's it's really enticing to see what they're doing with this stuff and to see if they're going to continue to do it and not drag it out which we know they're known for doing right
1: well on that note what was the next match you caught was it the
0: both the probably the same one that we both caught or i think so Well, i seen i did see the nyla rose match and uh i believe her name was hikaru Kishida or something like that it's something japanese uh I'm going to be honest with you. I really try to catch a W on Wednesday nights as much as possible. But my work schedule really doesn't comply with it. Mm-hmm. I've been working every Wednesday for God knows how long where I can't really catch it nor NXT, but NXT is something I could catch afterwards. Um, but the, the Nyla Rose lost the women's championship rightfully so. And, uh, I mean let's see what happens. I mean I, I really think Nyla Rose should have kept it because she's absolutely huge. Um and there should be you should there should be a bigger pay-per-view where you lead up to it and beat them for it, but she lost. She's out now. Uh, I don't know who's up next. Uh, Britt Baker is okay. Um, I, I know she, I believe what I just read, she just got hurt. So, who knows who that, knows that, that was to... a
1: substitution in the match because it was supposed to be Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose, and that right, Britt Baker got hurt. So, they, they put in the substitute there, and there was no, like you said, no real story leading into it except hey, this is a substitution, and so you don't know if that was the way the match was supposed to go with Britt Baker or if they just changed things up completely. Right. Um, but yeah, I caught that match. A little bit of that one as well. Um and then like I said, um the Gold Dust match. I think that was just to build up Gold Dust's character, you know, I guess to get the win. Right. You know, I I don't know what they're going to do with him. I don't know either because I
0: heard that he wants to retire. Ah.
1: I don't know. I don't know because everybody bitches and complains that they're bringing all these people in from WWE and now they're giving them the push that they need or whatever. But it's like, does Matt Hardy really need a push? Did, you know, Skulldust still need a push? Um, you know, um, Brandy Road had to be out there. Obviously she had to get her um, five minutes of fame or whatever to be in that corner made no sense. I mean, I guess just because it's the, the family being out there, but like, you know, I think she just wants to get on TV course um and again you had the perfect 10 and that's it went from him having all this fire coming in making it personal the managers and and all that stuff like against cody and then we have the one off of gold dust and it's like whatever like i don't i don't know i don't i don't get it i'm probably wrong
0: so you know no you're entitled to your opinion and i mean i agree with you i don't know what brandy Rhodes is doing out there but one thing I will add on to that is I think Dustin Rhodes said that he wants to retire. So I think after probably the next big pay-per-view, he'll be out. Um, and I think he'll be back to make a movies again, because that's what he was doing before AEW. And and I think he's going to ride off to the sunset here. I personally think him versus Cody should have been the match he left on. Yeah. When he was bloody, and that match was a five, well, I'm not going to say five star, but it was a, a very well done match and it was just showed a lot of emotion the whole entire match. And it was really good, good wrestling and just you know, fire the brothers. It kind of reminded me of Brett versus Owen yeah. in WrestleMania 10. So,
1: and that was probably that was probably like the most uh intense you saw Dustin now. And, and now it's exactly. like I said, it's it's whatever they did with you know, I don't know, it, it is what it is, but uh, then we can go into something interesting which was that stampede match
0: well before we go into the stampede match i wanted to bring up as well another match i caught the end of um that was for the tnt championship with cody rhodes and lance archer um cody rhodes ended up being victor in that match Mm -hmm. which i knew was going to happen um but it's it's another thing where if you were in the odd well if there was an audience if you were there you already knew cody was going to get it because he's the Poster child of the whole organization, and that championship really was made for him. But um, I, I think right now having the managers in there that they had, as in Jake the Snake and uh, you know Double A, and then Mike Tyson was like the enforcer. Kind of made you think back to that match at WrestleMania with Stone Cold and HBK. It's immediately the first thing that came to my mind. Um, That's Mike, I going for. Mike Tyson was just hilarious during the whole entire thing. He was yawning during it and just, you know, just being him. He's probably high on DMT at that point. Uh, and he's getting ready to get good back. Into out, he's good, thank you. <laughs> he was getting He's getting ready to get back into uh, to a fight. I yeah. think he just signed a boxing match with someone. He looks to be in great shape. You pay,
1: we'll, you'd pay, you'd pay me ten million dollars. i go on a ring, get my ass kicked but you paid me ten million dollars, so
0: Absolutely. <laughs> and whatever
1: uh whatever brain uh damage I get on the way out of it, it won't, won't matter. I'll be ten million dollars for
0: sure. Right. We'll just have to pay for your hospital bill. <laughs> that's bills. all that's all. And that won't cover them <laughs> yeah, all. But uh yeah, I mean it, it was a good match. I mean nothing to be honest with you, anyone that listens to this and loves AEW they may say right now, "What do you mean nothing to talk about?" But I mean, it—the match went exactly the way I thought it was going to go. Cody gets a pretty much a clean win at the end, beats Lance Archer, and then, you know, who knows? Who knows what happens next? I love that Jake the Snake's back in wrestling, though. I think he's the promo king. He could probably give a lot of good, uh, you know, good advice to a lot of the guys in the back. That voice suck of interviewing because that's that a lot voice. of them.
1: That voice is hard to hear. I guess that's what happens when you listen when
0: you drink your own piss. But yep. But and man, uh,
1: it's so gravelly. Uh, so
0: <laughs> yeah, but uh, now nah, he uh, it was it was an okay match, but I mean to go into what you were gonna say next, the stadium stampede match, I loved it.
1: That was great. It was great. It was it was it was interesting storytelling. It was. Interesting setups they had. I mean, um, the the shit. I think it's going to be a running gag, unfortunately or fortunately, with uh, with uh, Sammy Guevara. I think there's going to be an oh my god they killed Sammy thing eventually, um, because he just keeps getting destroyed. And if 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 they haven't thought about that, I, I want the money for it because that's that's that that would sell like uh, hotcakes. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, I mean, it happened in this match, too. Um, but I think it happened a lot throughout the whole pay-per-view, which we can kind of go back and touch on. What do you think of the commentary? Were you listening to it with the TV on, or were you just watching the...
0: the- I, I was. I was listening to it with the commentary uh, throughout the whole entire match. Uh, it was... <laughs> you could just hear Tony Schiavone. I love Tony Schiavone. You can hear him and Jr. just like laughing the entire time because they're just pulling off some crazy shit. That's just it's things that I've said it before and I'll say it again for this match. You, there's moments in this match you're like, oh man, they could have done this, but they didn't. Like. You have parts where, you know, Hangman Page is in, in the bar area. And then, you know, your boy Kenny Omega comes in. Oh, wow. And, and he sits and he has a glass. He has two glasses there. And I, I'm pretty sure Kenny's not a drinker at all. But he they pull out a thing of milk for him, which, which is funny because, like, you're thinking, wow, they're standing there at the bar right now. They should have a drink or something just to show. And they did. It was like everything that you wanted them to do as like a side thing. Like, oh, man, it would have been great if they did this. This is meme worthy or, you know, this is gift worthy or, you know, something along those lines or something where if it's going to cut out parts of the show to put a little bit of comedic relief into there, they did it. And like when, when Matt Hardy and the uh, – what do you call them they're the los santos or whatever those yeah, guys are called you can say that. Uh, they uh they're in the pool there and they're fighting and then when they put matt Hardy in there i was dying throughout the whole entire time So you could just see him like him coming out the fountain of youth and him come out in his version 1 gear <laughs> and his original gear it was just very comical and i loved it it was just every part of it every they used everything in their arsenal like when i mean everything i mean anything that was on the field they used it and it's they really made it feel video game like for me because if you're playing a a video game or something like that and there's objects around you're having like a backstage brawl match for that example and they're just picking up random stuff off the side and beating somebody with it they they did that and it was it was just great. I loved every part of it because they implemented everything they possibly could and it was very well done.
1: I feel like if we were going to compare pay-per-views, I want to say officially I guess WWE did it first with that Money in the Bank ladder match, but I feel like AEW did it better with their rendition of this uh Stampede match. A hundred percent. It just it, it was awesome to see to go go to the WWE for a quick second. The Money in the Bank match they were somewhere else, which was pretty interesting. They were in you know a place I long to visit. I'd love to see WWE headquarters and just be able to take a tour in there and just like check it out. I don't know if they do that or not. I did, don't do it in today's climate of, as of what's happening now. But I don't know if they've ever done that. That would just be so cool to take a tour. So you got to see the the behind the scenes there. And the little like, you know, the little the little um cameos you saw of Brother Love, uh Paul Heyman and Vince McMahon. That was pretty funny. Those were good, you know, good little moments. But they hit him and they went out. Like I thought that was I think that's probably as much as probably if Vince still has like a hold of something, like that's probably as much as like I'll just give him that much and then just move on.
0: You know, because they're not
1: gonna believe these two guys fighting in my in, into my office, and I tell them to the both to get out. And then they go out and they fix the chair and they and they close the door. And then they have that little chat. And then they go into fighting each other. Like that's WWE's version of the AEW version, where you saw um, Hangman Page drinking a brew with with Kenny Omega with with the you know what I mean. Like AEW went like a step over to the point where you're like oh, I can't believe this to where WWE was still trying to keep it in their realm where it's like, yeah, it's believable. I could see that. You know what I mean? Like they have sort of, they have some sort of, of, bind around them that you have to keep it a certain way because it's WWE Where AEW. They're still a fresh company. They can do whatever the hell they want. If they want to drown Matt Hardy in the pool and him come out to be like three different types of Matt Hardy's that he was. They can do it and get away with it. They wanted to throw Matt Hardy into the, the, uh, from the last pay per view, they threw him into the ice, the ice machine, and then he reemerged. You know, like they could do that too. Um, so it's just it's 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 the things that they can do now because it's still a new company, it's fresh. They take advantage of it, have fun with it, you know. And, and I think it, I think it paid off. I think it really paid off.
0: I agree. Anything else you want to say about that match? No, I mean the. The part at the end where Kenny Omega um, did his like his special move uh, with Sammy Guevara off top mm-hmm. into that uh, as what other wrestlers that I've read on social medias have said it was into uh, mattresses and cardboard and it didn't look like it hurt at all and blah, blah, blah. And they're just sour um, old vets. Um, <laughs> they it that's it's still a drop. <laughs> It don't matter if you fell on a bag of feathers or a bag of concrete. It's still a far drop. Use your imagination. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was great. The end of the match was well done. Uh, everything they used was just very well done. I actually enjoyed it. I sat and watched it, and loved every second of it and not because i'm an aw mark but it's because it was different and these guys didn't hold back they said whatever they wanted they weren't censored they did what they wanted to do to make it seem very you know appropriate and believable um where opposed to the money in the bank it's still very censored granted that's a pay-per-view it's still very censored And it's, I, I'll compare two pay-per-views, Money in the Bank and that uh, stadium stampede match. Uh, Money in the Bank, I yawned. I almost fell asleep during it, Um, especially during that food fight. I was like, this is fucking dumb. Uh, Granted, Heyman was in it. It was cool to see him because I know that's your guy. Um, And he always makes everything better. But I was like, "Uh, really? A fucking food fight right now? Like, it's so so dumb. It's so WWE, though. So I was like, all right. And then at the end, when I saw Baron Corbin throw, you know, Ray and Alistair Black over that, I was like, that's pretty cool. Um, but, I mean, you, you knew that they didn't fall to their death. Um, if they would have felt, fell, you know, maybe followed up with, like, seeing them both laying on the ground somewhere outside, if it was a cut clip, then that would have been, you know, even better if they had like EMTs or something around seeing them laying with their arms contorted or something on the ground where they'd be like, oh my God, these guys, you know, were just thrown. And that would have made Baron look even 10 times worse. If you really want to grow off of his heel gimmick, but compared to that, to the stadium stampede, stadium stampede. I was hands on knees looking at, at the product, like just my hands and my face, like just watching it and soaking it in and loving every second of it. Opposed to the Money in the Bank match, where I was like, oh, God, this is so dumb. It's just like, it was good, but it wasn't great. Stadium Stampede was great.
1: I like that. And then uh, to go off of that, then the the last match that we both saw, I would say, the Brody Lee versus uh, John Moxley. Did you catch that one? Yes, I did.
0: And I thought it was very well done. I think if you saw that on, let me ask you this. If you saw that on a WWE product, where do you think they would have put that? Oh,
1: that's probably like the first match. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Um,
1: Not to cut you off or anything, but Moxley still gets me the, he still gives me the yawns. I'm not a fan of him. I was never, he was never my favorite Shield member. Um, And I,
0: you love Roman Reigns. Yeah, that's who it is. (laughs) Um, I
1: just, there's something about him that I don't see him. Being the main event, I and I he tries to be this crazy. This times Mick Foley, and that's that's what I see. This is the only cool thing I see that he does, and it's a small little thing that he does that probably nobody sees him do, and it's only me because he does it differently. And that's the only different thing I see him do. And I go, well, that's unique. That's different. Is the way he runs. The way he runs into the rope and out. He kind of he he just moves differently. Like that's cool. That's right. not the only thing I like about him. Other than that, I can't go, oh, my God, this guy's crazy. I just keep thinking he's just married to Renee Young. Uh, you know, he's probably. Wow. That's it. That's it. I, I'm sorry. There's But Brody Lee, on the other hand, he was my favorite Wyatt member. He was the guy when I had WWE 2K, I think it was 18 or 19. I made a tag team with my guy and, and him because I liked him. I thought he was cool. I thought they were going to use him good in WWE. I thought maybe he could get the big title and it could be like he it could be like kind of where where um um uh <clears throat> uh Braun Strowman is now. But yeah. I I I don't know what happened. You know, like he had a different character. Like it was kind of cool. On here it's you know what they're doing, right? I mean, the commentary they said, you know, he doesn't like uh he doesn't like uh, when people sneeze or yawn,
0: yeah, I know he exactly calls what them. He
1: says that's their weakness. So, so am I the am I? I guess from everything, is this like a super hyperbole? Make fun of or knock on Vince McMahon whenever he gets a
0: chance to watch the product. Like I don't. That's exactly what it is. And let me tell you, let me let me do a little bit of a comparison with with Brody Lee and myself. Ooh. Brody Lee is the equivalent of what he thinks of WWE as I am with my old job. He is sour. Mm. He never got the push that he rightfully deserved <laughs> there. And every time he was going to get a push, they they just blew him up. Yeah. So he is sticking it to them, and he's doing all that. Now, do I think he's going to continuously go on with this, you know, don't sneeze in my office, or you guys can't eat till I'm done eating type of thing? Maybe. Is it going to continue to work? It might. But if he keeps building off of it and thinking of different uh, nuances that, you know, uh, nuances or however you want to say it, that, you know, that Vinnie Mac did, he could build off of that. But it's going to turn into comedy, which I don't think he wants. He wants his character to be very serious there, very cult-like, which they could do, which kind of makes you think of the Wyatt family. So, I mean... I like the route that they're going with this Exalted One gimmick and how they're going to go based off of him acting like, you know, like a CEO type of thing. If he's going to keep acting like Vince, that's cool. Um, But yeah, they're going to, I think they're going to keep going with it. And I think it's just him really giving it to them after he never really got his rightful push. But then again, it's like, uh, you look at him and then uh, uh, you can't compare him, but you compare him and The Undertaker. Look how The Undertaker loves Vince McMahon. Yeah. And how because Vince McMahon gave him a try. Times are so 120,000 million different than they are now than they were back then when he got his first job there. So when it comes down to it, you, they fought in the trenches together, like they said in the documentary. Mm-hmm luke harper's not or not luke harper uh Brody lee's not fighting in the trenches with vince to keep WWE. he wasn't up. yeah he
1: never was he was he hit and it's... moxley were both in, in when the company was on its top so what happens when a company's on on the top and they're up there for a while they get a little stale they get a little lazy they get a little bored and you get these type of wrestlers now they're in aw now they're doing something different they're kind of Still, I I could see Brody Lee going places there. I could see something happening there, but I don't know. I've just never never really. I see Moxley, and I'm like, I don't
0: know, I don't know. No, I agree with you there though, and I don't really agree with you on a lot of things. That's <laughs> but, what we have uh, podcasts. Uh, exactly, um, but no, I do agree with you. And and Ambrose really gave me that vibe when he was with WWE as well. When he was there and he was doing his thing, like. Yeah, he, he was cool. I mean, his hardcore, quote-unquote, matches that he had were really cool. Um, but he, nothing really drags me to want to see him. Nothing really drags me to want to see Roman Reigns. Nothing drags me to see a lot of these guys nowadays. Just like Otis winning money in the bank. Like, I, I don't care if he keeps talking like this. And, oh, uh, stakes and weights. And, mm-hmm, like, okay. Like, I, I, I don't. I don't care. Like, I don't, this isn't funny for me. This isn't good. A lot of people are like, oh, holy shit, I need more Asuka. No, I don't want any more Asuka. I've seen Asuka enough. Let Asuka be Asuka. You're p- pushing her to do this stupid, crazy gimmick, which it's like, I, it's not funny. The like, I don't enjoy it.
1: shit that. is just annoying. Like, I don't get it. I and mean, that's my like, problem. I don't get it, but.
0: Every Everybody on social media that is uh, has a hard on and a wet dick for Asuka, like, I, I put my own opinion when asked. Uh, you know, oh, this was great. What did you think of it? What do you think about Asuka? Like, I liked Asuka when she first came to NXT and she was just absolutely knocking people's heads off and she was just herself like this. She didn't have to say anything. You could see it in her face that gonna... she was a crazy bitch. I mean, they were gonna... And now you're having her do this stupid shit with her arms going, oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. like, like, that's, Vince is getting off to that because it's just him doing his, like, oh, yeah, it's a crazy Japanese lady, like, yeah, they're gonna eat this up. And people are eating it up, but I don't understand how because I just, I don't, I don't hate Oscar. don't get yeah. me wrong, she's really no, she's,
1: good. She's really talented, like, she is this- awesome in the ring, but this whole gimmick right now, though, is I'm just so like I, it's
0: dumb. I mean, you it's...
1: know, you know who's talking good though, and if, if they could get her to, to and this is not a knock on that, but if they wanted to make Carrie Sane's, if they want to make Carrie Sane Oscar's manager, then she can talk and she could talk down to everybody when they want to eventually make her a heel again. Because I think that's what's, I think it was a face move because oh Becky's having the baby, blah 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 blah, but. I think if they wanted to, to make it a neat little, like, heel move, get Carrie saying behind the mic and just, you know, superior, you know, we're better, and, and I mean, still have the broken English or whatever, but just don't have Oscar talk, and stop screaming because it makes no sense.
0: Now, let me ask you this. Go for it. What, let's turn the clocks back maybe 15, 20 years, okay. and Becky Lynch came out and said that she was pregnant. What do you think WWE would have done back then?
1: Gave her pinks, probably. Hit the.
0: I think I think somebody like Oscar, if you were really going to go the route of having her as a champion and maybe making her a heel champ, kick her in the stomach.
1: Okay, yeah, All
0: right. like... yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought you meant like. I thought you meant like,
1: like they would. They wouldn't have even done anything on TV, probably would.
0: Well, no, but if they wanted to go that, angle, they wouldn't go that. That's the thing. They, they're no one's taking advantage of this anymore. It's like it's not even. I don't even want to say it's TVPG anymore. It's not. It's TVG. Yeah, how's it G? <laughs> it's G and it's S. TVS, as in shit. <laughs> because they, and I'm gonna be the one that continuously complains about it because you know that's what I do best. But I absolutely love wrestling. Like I could watch it for hours, and I won't even know what time it is, and I'll still be watching it, and whether it's new shit or old shit, I'll watch it, and I'll enjoy it. But it's... I'm very critical about a lot of things that's going on nowadays, because I... Granted, we all know it, and we're making podcasts about the goddamn product, but it's like there's parts where we want to just go off and not have to think like surprise us. That's what we want more creativity. And the creative is just not that good. And this podcast is about to turn into just a big bitch fest, but let's, let's talk about the things that they could have done. Let's talk about what they could have done with that to maybe turn Asuka into a heel, preserve her crazy, stupid fucking Japanese crazy woman bullshit that she's got going on right now. Maybe make people want it more in the future And like, have her kick Becky in the stomach, but not really kick her, but like, you're professional, so make it look real. Kick her, and then, you know, tell, you know, grab the microphone, or like you said, have Kairi Sane be your manager and say, this is what happens when you are vulnerable and get pregnant in the ring, or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, not to be racist and talk, you know, broken Japanese here, but it's like you got to do something like that because just her hugging her and making it look like, Oh, we really care. Like we get it. That save that for social media when you could be yourself on there or something. But when you're in the ring and you're on a live camera, make it look like you hate each other or something, make something different, create some sort of storyline because you have no audience right now. You have no one booing you. You only have people like me and you and like the other other the other millions of neckbeards online commenting about it. Like, just do something different. God damn. Do
1: you think do you think um, anybody knew when when she was? Do you think that was a real promo that Becky Lynch gave? I know we're kind of going off the tracks a little bit here, but uh, you're talking about Asuka. So then before Asuka came out, Becky made that announcement. Do you think people knew like that she was going away because she was pregnant? Or do you think like that was something Vince was like, we're going to hold
0: it, we're going to make it live,
1: and we want honest reactions from it?
0: Probably. I mean, I really don't yeah. know. It could have been something Vince did last second, or since Bruce Pritchard's in the back, maybe they talked it over and said, let's go this route. This will be well, best. Bruce, but...
1: Bruce is on SmackDown. Oh, okay. Uh, um, Paul, Paul would be longer. on Raw. And, okay. And to th- to think that Vincent and Paul might have said something to each other to say, okay, let's like try to make this as real as possible. And honestly, if they are quote unquote friends in real life, then then, you know, be out there and just it, this is what's happening, you know, right. But, uh, but I just was wondering about that, not to go off the rails on a crazy train, but figured we would a little bit there because we haven't really talked in a while and we could kind of do a recap on everything there as well. Um, but we can go back because we went crazy, crazy off the rails. Um, go back to the Brody Lee and Moxley match. I don't think we finished that one, did we?
0: No, I mean we really got about talking about characters. Yeah. And you don't like John Moxley. You think, I mean, it's not that you don't like him; he's just very bland, which I get it. He's not crazy. He crazy.
1: just doesn't. He doesn't. And but that's. I mean. I don't know. Nobody in WWE tries to. Right. Nobody in WWE except for maybe Paul Heyman uh, is someone I'm like, oh, like I gotta listen to him talk, you know, because ooh, ooh. Um, And then on AEW it would probably be any of those managers that they have. Like, I'd love to hear Arn talk. I'd love to hear Jake Snake Roberts talk. Um, Boy, but that's just shows where my my alliances lie. It's old school stuff. You know? Exactly.
0: and that's how it's always going to totally be.
1: Holy Blanchard, when he was there, like, that was pretty freaking cool. Um, I, I don't know. So I am I guess I know, as I'm talking to you and talking out, I guess I know where my taste kind of lies. But, you know, those are the only guys that it can kind of make it real. If you have these young guys here, um, I don't feel anything from Cody Rhodes. I don't know. I don't know what the big deal is about him.
0: I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this right now, and it's going to be the last time I say it. I agree with you with the whole John Moxley thing. He, he's a try hard when it comes to trying to act crazy, um, unless you're an actual crazy son of a bitch like Sabu, or even Sandman for that matter. He's just nuts. Like all those guys are just crazy people in real life. And New Jack, if you if you could be like if you're like that in real life, it's going to transition to the ring very well. Moxley just tries too hard, and it's. It is what it is. I'll 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 root for him because he's really good in the ring and he does everything very well. So I'll give him that. But I will say this. There's one guy that's came from New Japan over to AEW that I'm a, I am was a huge fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Probably one of the reasons why I was watching it. Um, and I know you absolutely hate him, but I think he's fantastic. He's great in the ring and he's a great promo guy. And it's Kenny Omega. Yeah. Kenny Omega right now in New Japan had me hooked because he was an evil guy where he was just like as a heel over there. He was fantastic. He would really, he brought realism and like he was an asshole and it was great. And you could tell because he had the body. He he was like a modern day millennial Rick Rick. And I know anyone that listens to this is going to be like, absolutely not! You're not right with that, with saying that, because he's not. Rick Rude was cool, <laughs> and like, no, I yeah, no, I mean, we're all, you know, we all have our opinions, but I think from just watching wrestling for so long, and these guys, he he was his own Rick Rude in that sense, where he was just a crazy guy in the ring. Like he would just go for, I think it was one match was an hour and fifteen minutes. And it was one of those matches where you think an hour and 15 minutes, it's not an Iron Man match, and you'd be bored. But I watched one thing. I'm like, this is absolutely fantastic. I think it was at Wrestle Kingdom. And he fought against Okada or somebody. I can't remember their name, but I didn't really follow as much. But I was really following Kenny Omega because he was just – he had this persona where I was – when I saw the AEW sign him, I was really excited because he – He's a main eventer, and WWE wanted him for so long, but he was like, no, absolutely not. I'm not going there. And you got to respect that because he's not going to go there and be a mid-carder, but he's mid-carding in AEW right now, and it's just like, he's a tag champ, but the guy should be the AEW champion. If you let the guy be who he was in New Japan Pro Wrestling, he is going to be an absolute, he's a star now with Hangman, but... He's got main event potential. He's like the Shawn Michaels. And I know Adam Cole gets a lot of the Shawn Michaels and AJ Styles gets a lot of the Shawn Michaels like references. But Kenny Omega's up there when it comes to guy on the on the mic and in the ring. He's really good. So, like, I'm just I'm not sad with what they're doing with him at AEW because I think they're building him up. But like I said, AEW's got a lot of stars right now where they could do that. And Kenny Omega is going to be one of those guys eventually once that tag team breaks up. And if he goes heel, watch out because he's just hes just good. He's a good heel, man. Face, he's okay. But heel, he's top of the line.
1: Yeah, that's that's really, really interesting. And, I you know, looking at him in that light, I could see where, you know, you're getting a lot of the – similarities between the Rick Rudes and, and like now you're saying like the Shawn Michaels and, and all that stuff. So I think they're going to save that for him, for Kenny Omega. I think they're going to save that when it's kind of towards the, or I mean, you see some of these guys that are in the wrestling business that can go this long. They could just, they just do different. They just come back and they change their personality a little bit and they go, I think they're going to save that one for like, that's when AEW needs to really get on top. Like right. beat. NXT I know they already are they already are in the ratings and stuff but there's Wednesday Night Wars that all the people want but um, I think they'll save the Kenny Omega heel thing until for like when they they want to boost to boost to boost to boost you know because right. I think AEW is looking for and, and you have to with these new programs and things like this The new new industry or new uh, companies you have to have like a 5, 10, 15 year plan that's what WWE did so Vince when he went to buy out all the ter- territories that's what he knew he was doing he he made an investment um i think that's what AEW is going to do they're not going to buy out WWE but they're just going to they just know that there's going to be some growing pains let's set this for 5 years and see where it goes and then in 5 years if it's going good they're going to make it excellent in the next 5 years so uh but good on them for the the people they get too. I mean, again, now going back to Moxley, and Brody Lee, uh, that match was uh, that that spot at the end, man. I feel like you had to really, really, really slam someone through that in order to put them through that 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 ramp. They yes. were walking out on that the whole night, right? I mean, unless they did a change sure. quick, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think they would have.
0: That's what I was gonna say too. I'm not sure if they were if that was set up the whole entire time. I think maybe they had someone under there change anything that was supposed to come out you know, and then they that... put like plywood there or it something. Kind of but like... it looked like it hurt, and Moxley's head was like probably an inch from him getting absolutely annihilated.
1: Well, they—I mean, they—they they put on a show, so that
0: they did. I really enjoyed that match. I thought it went the distance. Uh, even without the crowd, they, there have those, you know, I think they have their staff out there in the audience just to make it look a little full and give it some life. So, I mean, that was pretty good, but, uh, yeah, I thought that match was very well done. I love that they use the objects around them to their advantage. Like they had Moxley and, uh, Brody Lee on a card and my, Mo- uh, Brody Lee like smushed his face on the put card his, put it's put on like, moxley's face uh, the, on that cardboard yeah yeah i thought that was great like that's stuff that i look to see and i'm like you know i'm thinking in my head that these guys are gonna do it and then they do it and it just it makes you doesn't make you feel like wow i could do this too like i could write for these guys because we can't but like it just makes you think wow these guys are really using everything around them i don't think wwe would have done that they would have just kept that there. They would have kept it in the ring, went outside, grabbed the table, broke it half-assed, and then, you know, one, two, three. Now, I I thought it was a great match. I'm not going to go more on talking shit about, like, oh, AEW does this great and WWE doesn't do this good. I'm not going to do that anymore. But I thought it was a great match, and I thought it was a great follow-up to the stadium stampede because I thought they were both great back-to-back yeah. matches.
1: Definitely agree with you there, um, and I always like the the quick little things they'll say. Um, I believe JR said it for this match. It was uh, one fall sixty, and you know that's they're keeping true with the the time limit and stuff like that, which they can capitalize on. That they can make it more uh, heightened. You know what I mean? Uh, with with all mm-hmm. the information and stuff like that. So that's that's pretty cool. I really like that. I think that's that's pretty neat. They're going to have some growing pains. There's going to be a lot of comparisons. It's going to be the hardest thing in the world to try to make a company like this, a wrestling company in the age that we live in, with um, the internet and everything like that. I think WWE got away with it for so many years just because the internet wasn't an advent until, like, what, 2000, 2001? It wasn't, like, a huge, like, spoiler zone until that. You know what I mean? So, right. uh So, it, it's, you just have to, if you like it, like it. If you don't like it, you know, maybe somebody else likes it, so don't shit on them for it. You know, I don't know. Because right. cause then it brings up that other thing that happened. I don't want to end the freaking... Fuck. We'll have, to, we'll have to maybe go into a little bit more after this. I don't want to bring the, comment, the, the thing, the show down so low, but with the um, recent passing of two, two wrestlers, you know, Shad Gaspar was an amazing wrestler, I thought. You know, I, I thought that was pretty cool all the stuff they did for crime time and i know that's kind of gimmicky crime time i don't think they'd be able to do that nowadays without the pc police coming at them but they're freaking funny you they know were. it was like it was like it was like new day before new day boy um I'm trying to think of another group um another group that kind of reached that was kind of like them in a sense um boy i guess it really wasn't too cool huh <laughs>
0: too cool i don't know like stereotypical like like these two black guys are going to steal from you yeah. or something like i really don't think there was any I don't other think there gimmick was, out there like i don't that.
1: think there was i really don't think there was and i think it was funny and i think they, they you know
0: i think it was unique hmm? it was unique and that's another thing too those guys really capitalized not only how good they were in the ring but they didn't really make you focus so much into their gimmick like like a lot of people do nowadays because there's so little of the gimmicks like that are very unique like that where they're like, yeah, we're two guys, our persona, we, you know, we're two guys going to steal this off you. We're going to steal a win and, you know, maybe steal your girl or something. I don't know. Or we're going to try to sell you this and it's hot, but like, yeah, they did that. They kept that for their promos. And when they were in the ring, granted, they still did that. Yo, 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 yo. Yo. Yeah, like that type of thing. But it wasn't like, like New Day. New Day is just old, and I'm I'm over them. But like them doing their like whole thing in the ring, like eh, I don't even want to say save your promos. Like uh, they're they got to break up. It's getting well.
1: Safe. It's not. It's not like I don't know. It, it that's where that product, that wrestling product, particularly gets a little bit more kid-friendly and they just want to kind of have these guys jumping around, bright colors, blah, 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 blah You know, it's fun. Hey, they pushed Kofi, which I thought was pretty cool. But I don't yeah. know. Aside from that, I, I don't see the the appeal to New Day. Crime Time, I think, was definitely different and it was uh, pretty cool. And, and you know, the thing he did before he before Shad passed away, uh, attempting to save his son, at least, like, that's that's a freaking hero act right there. like Absolutely. And then um, the other thing I want to talk about, and then, like I said, maybe we can get some more happier news was um, Hannah K- uh, Kimura and probably butchered that last name. Uh, she also passed away at the age of 22, but that was from something completely different. Uh, it was cyberbullying, man. I, I don't know. I don't know the whole story. Um, but boy, I mean, if you're in the limelight, you, you got to have a Unfortunately, I think you have that fix again. I don't know if it was just something completely crazy. But uh, that's just sad, man. I mean, she had her whole wrestling career ahead of her. I didn't catch any of her matches, uh, but I heard she was really talented, and uh, that just sucks, man. That really sucks to so just to just lose your life based on something like that. Is just I don't know. That's uncalled for.
0: No, I agree. I didn't really read too much into it, besides seeing, you know, a lot of like, you know, rest in peace, whatever her name is. I can't remember it in full off the top of my head. And I don't want to butcher it, but uh, yeah, I mean, from when I hear? Hannah, Kimura? Anna, Kimura. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like you said, for, for, I haven't really seen any of her matches, but I mean, I, I don't really want to go too much on this topic because I really don't know yeah. much about it, but yeah, passed away from cyberbullying and you know, that, Little do people know that, I mean, that's a thing nowadays. Cyberbullying is very big uh, and more so in this type of pandemic era. I mean, everyone's stuck inside as well. So everyone's on some sort of a device and I'm not sure how long this was going on for or what the whole story is, but yeah, it's, it's, it's sad, man.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know,
0: uh, just to bring that up to to
1: some light, it's just, it's just interesting times again that we live in and that stuff that we have and, um, but what do we have in store for upcoming episodes? Um, do you have any idea? Is that something you were ready to talk about? I know we have, I do we have an
0: one. Idea. Idea. I, I do have shooting a-
1: around. I don't know if you want to talk about it to put it on air or if you just want to be like, we have a couple ideas and leave it at that.
0: Yeah, we could talk a little bit about it while we end the podcast here. But, um, one thing I wanted to really go about and more so now that we have like our social media is booming a little bit here and we're having a little bit of a, you know, a little ruffling out there, a lot of people inputting who they think, you know, we threw a a poll out there the other day, just a common poll of, you know, team A or team B, who would you pick? And a lot of people, you know, for that matter, they they put their input in there or like what you had you put on there about, you know. Who would you want being commentating your first match? I hey, match, your first aspect. wrestling
1: match, it's on. It's on there. If you, if you join yeah. the group, you could always answer to it, and we'll, you know, I'll take notice of it because it's kind of fresh. Yeah. It was pretty cool.
0: It was cool that everyone really got involved in that, and and to think, you know, who would you want? And which makes me think that we've been talking about this for a little while now, and I'd really like to make it a part of our, you know, episodes here, maybe the beginning of the next season, but we want to go over just not only with just me and you, but we could even implement our audience into this as well about who they think. But championships that were held over years, centuries, if you will, have like, you know, March Madness is over, but, you know, it's May, baby, and it's June 2 coming <laughs> up. So maybe a little May and June Madness where we – it's a tournament type of style maybe King of the Ring, if you will. We can make this a little bit of a King of the Ring type of thing. But we really want to go different routes of champions and maybe not make them too crazy, but make them relatable and believable enough where we have wrestlers compete. And we're not talking about on a video game. We're talking about just a discussion between me, Jay Glow, and Mikey uh, M. Dangerously here. Uh, Mikey dangerously, I always call you him dangerously, Um, but uh, and just have conversations of who we think and who we could agree on should win and then we'll always go to any sort of poll um, to our audience, you know, whether it be on Twitter or uh, Facebook and we could have discussions of who we think uh, and who you guys think as well and then we'll tally it up and, you know, agree to disagree on who we think should move forward in the so-called bracket for the championship. And me personally, I have an enormous erection for the big gold. So I was thinking if not that, then maybe the, you know, the WWF, the big guy, the big championship, we could start off with something like that and go forward and see who do we think out of this, out of their accomplishments, out of everything, out of just being a favorite out of the two. Who do you think wins that that so-called bracket match and then who's going to move forward and who eventually at the end is going to be dubbed by wrestling and whatever the best WWF champion or if we go the big gold, the best big gold champion. And I think that'll be really fun to do in the next upcoming podcast. And I know it's not going to just take one. It's going to take multiple podcasts, but. I think it's going to be fun and it and I hope people the, like to, to add to yours. I think an awesome addition
1: to that would be maybe we do a, a little bracket, maybe not as big with the wrestlers, but maybe a small one for, um, inanimate, inanimate objects. So maybe, uh, we could put, uh, the belts all on, on different brackets and we could each discuss, you know, which, which just, this would just be between me and you, we could discuss in poll brackets and do voting, of uh you know what was the best belt you know of all time all the yeah at all the companies also i was even thinking something sillier like maybe um uh best shows entrance remember back then when they used to have like the really cool elaborate entrance ramps and stuff like that like the tight ones and stuff we could do a small bracket on a couple different shows you know this stage versus this stage versus, you know, like a, the Vengeance stage. I think Vengeance was the one that had the yes. the shinks coming down. They're like shink, 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 shink. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, um, uh, SmackDown's original Big Fist.
0: And you Right. Know. The possibilities are endless here when it comes to just things that we could talk about. And I mean, absolutely. I would love to go over a bunch of stuff. And, I mean, even behind closed doors here, we could even... You know, brainstorm a couple things, but I mean, those sound like three great topics that we could go over. And then along the way, we could think about different things like best uh, foreign yeah, object foreign... or best manager, yeah. or you know, there's so many things. I mean, we could write them down and go through. But I mean, we'll start off with you know, whoever, whatever we think, and we maybe we could even put a poll out there first on either Facebook or Twitter, and and ask the audience. What do you think our first episode should be about? Should it be about the championship first? Should it be about the objects first or foreign objects or, you know, uh, wrestling stages? What was the best one? Which one do you think we should start off with? Which I think may be uh, something that we could get everyone a little bit more involved with. And that even accounts for you. I mean, we have listeners, Mikey. We have listeners all over the globe. can't believe it. Uh, so, to our our fans uh, listening in Ireland, in Argentina, Australia, uh, and Germany, in other yeah. of these places, I mean, thanks for listening. And if you have social media, which I imagine you may, um, like our page, man, we want yeah, to we want to talk to you us. guys just to I show what you us. think. So let us know if you you know what you would like to hear. I mean. We have a blast doing these. We hope you guys like listening to us. <laughs> Seriously.
1: That's what it turns into. Well, I got really nothing does. else to say. If you don't.
0: Oh, I don't either. But, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's end it on that note. And just always remind our friends or whatever to, you know, check us out. Uh, share us along with your buddies. If you know anyone that likes wrestling and whatever, <laughs> um, no pun intended. Uh, Have you know, share with them, you know, let them know, like, hey, these guys, you know, they have this podcast going on right now, and they talked about a bunch of stuff which I think you might agree on or disagree. No, hell, if you want to listen to us, agree with us or make fun of us, just you know, hope you enjoy. And uh until next time, uh, this is Jay Glow, and this is Mikey.